Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedian, founder and CEO of Dedian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today I am so blessed to have Danielle Hayden, which she is the co-founder of Kickstars Accounting, Inc., as well as being a CPA and a author. Danielle, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here. It's such a blessing to have you on the show because I know that a lot of the things that you talk about with your background of finance and being a C-suite executive is everything that has to do with finance and helping entrepreneurs go into all of that. But before we go into that, because I'm kind of getting excited here and talking about that, can you please tell us a bit more about your background? I gave a small introduction of who you are, but tell us a bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I did not come from the entrepreneurship world. I was a uh, hairdresser, went back to school uh, for accounting. I thought I was going to have a long corporate accounting career as a mm-hmm. CFO, helping investors, board of directors grow businesses and sell them and, you know, um, and support the C-suite. However, I fell in love with entrepreneurship and the power of knowing your numbers and knowing your finances, the power that can, it can have on entrepreneurship. I think that we as entrepreneurs have the opportunity to change the world. And I want to do my part in helping entrepreneurs succeed. I love that. And 100% I agree with it because I am an entrepreneur as well. But here's a very interesting question that I have for you. You kind of said that that was a moment that you shifted. And even though you thought that you were going to be in the uh, C-suite world and helping out the executives, when did that switch happen? Was it something specific? Was it the whole last several years of how the entrepreneur world has become more uh, socialized through you know, the shark tanks of this world? What was the reason for you that you had that switch? Yeah, that's interesting. So I wasn't yet into shark tank and it wasn't really something that was part of my world at the time. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really know or understand what entrepreneurship was. However, I had watched my CEO um, grow from a start. I mean, he was a ground up startup, raised money, and built the business and sold it. And so I watched him do that. Um, and so I think that was my first real experience with entrepreneurship and and understanding that it was doable, right? Like the guy down the street from me who I knew very well and I knew his family, right? I watched him do it. And so it suddenly felt obtainable, Um, but it was all slow. You know, I was doing some volunteer work at a local entrepreneurship hub here in Cleveland. And I, I just, I was seeing I was volunteering to help uh, entrepreneurs with their bookkeeping. So we would go in, help them set up their books, set up their systems. They were all trying to get funding, but you can't get funding if you don't have financials, right? So we were helping them do projections. and, And I just realized, 
over and over again, people would ask me the same questions and they would be frustrated by the same things. And I realized how entrepreneurs, you know, even if you went to college, right? Maybe you went to college for your craft, but even if, and even if you took an accounting class, doesn't mean you know how to use that in a business setting. Mm-hmm. And so I just was watching all these people so frustrated and I felt called to help. I love it. I love that. I love that journey in itself. And I resonate with you hundred percent because as I'm a speaker and a coach, I realize that all of these C-suite executives that I work with, these high-end entrepreneurs, business owners have the same problems, have the same questions, and they think they're the only ones that have that. So as you were speaking and as you were starting to do that philanthropy and seeing these young entrepreneurs come about and ask you these types of questions, right back to you, what were these questions? What are some of the main things that certain entrepreneurs that are starting up are having an issue seeing what they need to do with their financing to get financing from the bank or other non-traditional ways? Yeah. So a lot of people would say to me, why do I, why do I need this in place? Right? Why do I need bookkeeping? Why do I need to know my numbers? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything except for my taxes at the end of the year. They thought they only had bookkeeping for taxes. Oh, I heard that too many times. Um, I'm commingling business and personal. Why do I have to separate them? I'm not taking a paycheck today anyway. I have to, like my business is operating off of my personal investment. I'm just going to use my personal checking account. Um, So why do they have to be separate? And then um, why do I need this information? And then as, as we put the books together and we put the systems in place, they would look at it with a glazed look in their face. So so we've overcome the organization issue, right? So we we got organized, we got things set up. Then we would do the bookkeeping for them and and we would send them their numbers and it's like glazed eyes. Like what the hell does this mean, right? Like okay, great. Now I'm supposed to make business decisions from this foreign language. So so really like that's what my firm does now is just say how do we how do we use the numbers, right? Then how do we how do we take the lessons from the numbers to make better and different business decisions? So it, it's, a, it's a few-step process, right? Because you can go, you go from unorganized and feeling totally overwhelmed, like, how am I ever going to get organized? And then once you get organized, you're like, how am I ever going to have to learn how to do this? Then once you learn how to, how, how to actually interpret the numbers, that's when you can start to say, okay, now I can go for a business loan. Yeah. Now I can put together uh, projections. Uh, now I can talk. Um, I can have an intelligent conversation with an investor, right? So it's a, it's a step process. And I think people as entrepreneurs, we think we have to do everything right now. And so we mm-hmm. get really frustrated with ourselves when we don't know how to do it. Danielle, I love that because once again, the way you kind of designed it or the way you just explained it, I just saw flash in front of my eyes, my whole entrepreneurial journey from starting off with an idea, being self-employed, having your own bank. Then you're like, oh, wait a minute, we're making a lot of money. What do we need to do here? Let's incorporate it. All that process. And throughout that process, learning, hey, there's importance for this. It's not just this, that, and the other. It's not just for taxation reasons for the end of the quarter, end of the year. And one analogy that I give for me personally, and you'll kind of uh, tell me if you agree with this, when I really did this shift, this is when I started succeeding financially even more is I look at my numbers every single day. Even though I'm not the CFO of my business, I still have to be aware of where are we at? 
how much is coming in, how much is going out. So then I can know what to go work accordingly. Just like when, let's say you want to lose weight. If you're not weighing yourself every single day, or you want to check where you're at, you cannot push that away, especially if you're having a bit more financial difficulties in the beginning as a business, it's easy to push that away because you don't want to see those numbers. Like you said, those glazed eyes. I've had quite a few glazed eyes looking at the computer being like, how am I doing this? So I love that you're mentioning that and you're clarifying this aspect in itself. Now, all this being yeah. said, sorry, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say daily, daily. For anyone listening who heard you say daily, there, I, I promise you there's people like, oh my God, I can't do this daily. I'm, I'm failing. If you can't do it daily, that's okay. Most of our clients do weekly or monthly. Yeah. So, so just for anyone listening, like this is such a hard topic for people. A lot of people say, oh, like, I can't look at that daily. I can't look at that weekly. But, you know, weekly is our, is our, you know, gold standard. And then, and then monthly. And then if you still can't get yourself to do it monthly, at a very, very minimum quarterly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And you're right. Maybe it's a bit more intense on the daily side of things. So see what fits with you. But I truly believe you have to have an eye on that ball to be like, hey, where are we going forward? And it's tough to see it in a, in a day projection, especially when you're building a business that you're seeing it over a decade, over longer than that, and so on. So that one day is not going to necessarily dictate that, but it's every single day that you're getting one step forward that you have to be aware of, right? So that's kind of the way that I approach it. And Danielle, I, I want to ask you, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see startup entrepreneurs or even like seasoned entrepreneurs make when it comes to finance with their businesses? Using uh, the affirmation, I'm not a numbers person, right? So people like there is there, there's a reason affirmations work. And unfortunately, I hear too many business owners saying to themselves and out loud, I'm not a numbers person. Mm -hmm. And therefore they let themselves off the hook. They um, are no longer taking responsibility for their role as, as the business owner and kind of dismissing it, you know? Um, and the more that you say, I'm not a numbers person, your mind is believing that, right? You're giving mm -hmm. yourself a negative affirmation. And so if there's one thing that you get from this podcast is to stop with the negative affirmations because your mind, your self, your subconscious believes it. And so you, it becomes a self-perpetuating cycle where you're never, you're never coming up to understand your numbers because you're telling yourself you're not even a numbers person. You have to be a numbers person. You have a responsibility to your business, to your contractors, to your employees, to your vendors, to your investors, whoever, whoever believed in you, the day you said the, the day you decided to start this, this business, whoever believed in you, you now have a responsibility to those people to look at the numbers and to understand them and use them to get better. You cannot hide in the dark. I love that. I love that you mentioned that the affirmation, because the reality matter is the message that you tell yourself is going to be created in reality. And there's so many studies on this. I'll just invite the listeners to go check out some of uh, Dr. Emoto's work, where he says that the words actually have uh, ways of affecting water and keeping that memory. And we know that human beings are anywhere between 60 to like the 70% water. So if you're saying these negative things, your body will start believing it. Your subconscious mind will start believing it and then yourself acting towards it. Even though Maybe you're maybe not somebody that's very good in numbers. It doesn't matter. You have to look at the numbers and understand it and then put 
somebody, delegate a good CFO in that position. But even though you delegate it, that's one thing of your business you still have to have your eyes on. So I thoroughly love that, uh, Danielle, that you mentioned that. And please tell us a bit more about your company. Like, how do you do, uh, like, what do you do essentially to help entrepreneurs within your business and so on? Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, talk about the power of the pivot. When I went into business, I wanted to help entrepreneurs as the CFO of their business. So I wanted mm-hmm. to help them with pure strategy. However, you can't have a strategy without bookkeeping in place. Mm-hmm. So I kept on work, going to work with entrepreneurs and they would say to me, well, I haven't updated my books or well, the income statement doesn't quite look right. And so what we did is we created our strategic framework on how we do the bookkeeping for small business owners. And so we start with the foundation. We create um, create bookkeeping habits so the business owners have on time and accurate financials. And then we get the opportunity to help them understand the numbers, learn how to make business decisions with them, and then be prepared for taxes. So, um, you know, I always tell people, we transform entrepreneurship through bookkeeping. That's so interesting. I really love that. And like you said, it is so important to to really have that ideology. So I love that that's your mission and you're going towards it. And I want to kind of shift this conversation towards something that we started talking about even before we clicked recording on this podcast. And I got excited. I'm like, okay, Daniel, let's stop this. We have to know, record stop this. Talking, no. <laughs> so like, stop talking, stop talking. Let's get it on the show. And she was kind of saying that she had just started her podcast and I'm going to let you kind of mention it, but you mentioned something very important that I really wanted to unpack. That's what I was kind of adamant to be like, Hey, stop talking for a second. Yeah. You're, you said that podcast changed your life. So please mention to us, what is your podcast? How has it changed your life? The podcasting world in itself. Yeah. So um, uh, our podcast is entrepreneur money stories. Mm-hmm. The podcast is entrepreneurs coming on to tell their money mindset story, right? Mm -hmm. Why did you go into entrepreneurship? How do you strengthen your your money mindset? What numbers do you use to monitor your business, right? Normalizing the conversation around money. We all have a history. We all have stories. We all had a childhood that involved some type of story around money. And I just wanted that to stop being a taboo topic. I wanted to stop stop being rude to talk about at the dinner table. I want it to be something that we, we talk about. Um, I I think when, when clients come to us, the first thing they usually say to me on the first initial discovery call, they'll say, I can't believe I'm here. I'm so nervous to talk about this. I'm so nervous to talk about money. Um, I, I can't believe I even got on this call. And so I want people to stop feeling that way. I want them to be like, yes, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm talking about money and, and I feel liberated. So, um, that that's the mission behind, behind, behind entrepreneur money stories. Podcast changed my, my life. I started listening to podcasts around the same time I started my business, maybe a little bit after, um, but both from a personal and a business perspective, you know, personally, I found health, health shows like rich roll who, uh, helped me on my fitness and nutrition journey. Mm-hmm. I found uh, other business podcasts such as Biz Chicks, who I went on to have a long relationship with the hosts and became part of their, their groups. And then in turn made friends and colleagues and people who I have a longstanding relationship with. 
And then lastly, I'll say podcast gave me my voice. So I had no idea that I had so much to say. Well, if you ask my mom, she knew I had a lot to say, but, <laughs> but I didn't know I had so much to say until I, I started guest speaking and I, I, I learned what other businesses needed and what they wanted to talk about. And, and, and I, and I found a, a voice here and a space to share stories and vulnerability and experiences. And I don't take it for granted. Every show that I've ever been on, uh, I know that it will have the opportunity to transform just one person's life and it's worth all of my time. Danielle, I love that. Let me highlight a couple of things that you mentioned over here so the listeners and the viewers can really pinpoint because you definitely like threw some gems in here. First and foremost, the aspect of going on podcasts and connecting with like-minded individuals listening to podcasts, seeing that there is a growth mindset community out there. A lot of people have this hard time within their physical environment being like, I'm the only one that thinks like this, this is my reality and so on and so forth. But the world has become so small nowadays because of social, because of this, like I'm in Montreal, she's in Cleveland and we're connecting and we're thinking the same way. We're talking the same way. So it's easier to connect towards, let's bring it back 30 years ago, this wouldn't be possible. So we'd have to find physical people that think the same way as me in Montreal. And you would have to do the same in Cleveland, which would be a lot harder. So first and foremost- A lot you have, harder. A lot <laughs> harder, yeah. So first and foremost, you have growth-minded individuals. Second thing you mentioned at the end is that you're giving back. So it's all about value. I love the fact that you have that ideology and as well that you highlighted that, oh, wait a minute, I actually have a lot more to say. And as you were saying that, I was laughing because I'm exactly the same thing. Danielle, you're a very eloquent speaker. So I definitely understand why you have so much to say and please keep on sharing uh, on that end. So I love that you have that podcast. We'll definitely go check it out. And as well, Danielle, I wanted to kind of allude to you be having two kids, doing some activities with them. Uh, you had mentioned as well that you do Spartan race and I'm kind of talking about it because legit this weekend, I'm doing the Spartan race in Toronto, the ultra beast. So I, that when oh, you, start, you are. Like, hey, Good I, luck. I have to mention it. <laughs> so uh, that, that it's my favorite thing to do. So I'm so excited you're doing that. That'll be fun. Oh, wow. okay. So you're an avid, like Spartan, like uh, runner and all that stuff. Oh yeah. We've done. I don't know how many now, maybe 15. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to send wow. you a picture of, of all of our, our medals. We, it, it's become our way of, of traveling and get to do something fun and see places that we would never go. Uh, so we'll, we'll travel, do, do a Spartan race and then get to see a new city. Um, my kids have also done, they've done two Spartan races and a Tough Mudder. Okay. So here's why I was alluding to this. First and foremost, that is amazing hats off to you. And you mentioned something there was very interesting is that you are putting this physical activity, this challenging thing with your vacations and combinating this life synergy of like taking care of yourself, but at the same time having fun. And Danielle, the show is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show. And I truly believe everybody has high levels of peak performance and greatness within them. So what do you do on a daily basis? And now you just mentioned one over here of kind of correlating your pleasure, family time with physical activity. So what do you do on a daily basis to be a high-performing CEO, entrepreneur, CFO, you know, uh, everything that you're doing? Yeah. The most important part for me is my physical activity, meditation. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Every morning I do Wim Hof. Have you, have you heard of Wim, Wim Hof yes. breathing? So, um, every morning I do Wim Hof, uh, it's an active meditation. 
uh, I prioritize my, my physical activity. So either I, I run or I have a Peloton bike, lift weights. It used to feel selfish, right? Like I, I shouldn't spend so much time, you know, air quote working out, but then I realized I'm, I'm not working out for, for, um, like beauty benefit. I'm, I'm working out my mind. I'm working out my energy. I'm working out so that I can show up as a better mother, um, uh, you know, a better, a better business owner. And that's, that's when I have my most creative ideas. We, we use an app called Voxer. And so my team is always laughing at me because I, I have a golden retriever. And so we, we go running and hiking all the time and it, they know that they'll get all these boxers from me and I'm always out of breath, but you know, I want to share my ideas with my team, right. And when I'm having them, so they, 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 they laugh that they get out of breath boxers from me all the time. <laughs> okay. So that is amazing. And here's why I want to unpack this even more because there's so much value in what you just said over here. This is something that I teach to my C-suite clients, the high-end entrepreneurs, the business owners of understanding that I don't care who you are. If you're not showing up with your body, with your mind in the highest level possible, when you get into the office, you're just not going to succeed at the highest level that you can potentially succeed. Even though you might be a millionaire, even though you might be already the CEO, if you're not taking care of that, you're leaving things on the table. That's my honest, true belief. And this is what I do every single day. So by you understanding that and changing your mindset towards, I'm not working out for vanity reasons. Now, granted, that's a byproduct. I'm sure you're very much in shape, look beautiful. That's a byproduct, but you're doing it to be a better mother, to be a better leader, to be a better entrepreneur, so on and so forth. So that's one thing that you highlighted. I truly love. And I just wanted to mention there. Second thing that you mentioned is the fact that our subconscious mind works best when our conscious mind is not working. Why do you get those ideas when you're running and then you're like doing those messages to your team and you're out of breath? Because if you all you're doing is working, 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 you're not giving a break for your subconscious mind to find the solutions to the problems that you presented it. And that happens when you are doing physical activity, reading a book, going for a walk and so on and so forth. So this is such an important subject. I'm actually co-authoring a book about this subject in itself. They've been working on for two years. So I love that you highlighted that, Danielle. And thank you for sharing that. I say I could talk about this as long as I can talk about about uh, you know money mindset. You know, these are my two favorite things, and and I think that they they go hand in hand. When people are like, "How do I improve my money mindset?" I'm like, "Go for a walk." <laughs> you know what I mean? Go for a walk. Let it go. Let it go and come back. Um, you know, and stop being so hard on ourselves. And and prioritize your 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 mental health and and your physical health and you know even if you are showing up um, as the million dollar CEO but you're never prioritizing your mental or your physical health how long are you going to be able to do that for? Uh, I think I owe it to my team and I owe it to my family to take the best care possible of myself so that I can show up for them as long as I possibly can. Uh, that is so beautiful. Well said. We're definitely vibing on so many levels. And Danielle, yeah. I want to be respectful for your time here. The last question that I really want to ask you is where can we connect with you? Where can certain entrepreneurs maybe listening to this being like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should have a consultation uh, with Danielle and a team. How can we go about doing that? Where can we reach out to you? Yeah. Uh, website is kickstartedcountyinc.com. Uh, you can hang out with us on uh, Instagram. It's Kickstart Accounting. And if you're like, hey, I just want to tell you my personal situation and and talk through it and how um, some of these processes can help you, 
the team and I are here. We want to be a resource for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Come to calendly.com slash kickstart accounting. You can book a strategy call right there. And the team and I are, are here to talk about your specific situation. Uh, we're on a mission to change the world through entrepreneurship. So let us support you. I love that, Danielle. I love that because you even alluded to a bit earlier in the podcast over here that you have the ideology to change people's perception of having conversations about money. And as you were saying it, I was kind of trying to think, I'm like, why throughout society, throughout human evolution, we've had this fear or this level of not sharing finances? Like, where has that kind of came about? Because I thoroughly believe the more we share about it, the more we're going to be able to spread the wealth, the more we're going to be able to find people that are going to help us with our goals and vice versa. So I love the fact that you have a platform for this. So I'm highly going to suggest anybody that needs any consultation on that end, just from the little bit that we got together. I'm sure you do a phenomenal job. So Danielle, thank you for being on the show. It was a true pleasure and uh, looking forward to developing our uh, friendship over here. Yes. Thank you. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.